Welcome to season three of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This show is designed specifically for ambitious moms, dads, husbands, and wives to help you get money out of the way so you can start living life on your own terms. And if you're finally ready to transform the way you do money, come sign up for one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I'm your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas, and this is episode number 53. Today, we are wrapping up season three of the podcast, and I'm really excited about it because I felt like this was a great season. Uh, there was a lot of new things that we brought out, at, at, like interviews, and we uh, some bonuses from my millionaire friends and mentors. Uh, it was a, a great season, to say the least, at least in my opinion. Uh, but before we get into the recap of the season, if this is your first time tuning in, I'd say welcome, welcome. I don't know how you found me, but I do appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life, how you can use it to do the things that you want to do with your life, uh, how you want to raise the family you want to raise, go see the things you want to see, build a wealth that you want to build and leave a legacy uh, that your grandchildren's children will remember you for. So if this is your first time tuning in, again, welcome. If you want to find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. Consider becoming one of the misfits or at the very least, take our jumpstart to get your money right uh, email course. It's a five-part course that basically is going to give you some quick wins to put some money in your pocket, give you some new ways to think about your money that will help you jumpstart this whole journey once and for all and for good. So this is a pretty good uh, episode to listen to, especially if this is your first time, because we're going to recap the highlights of this past season. Some good episodes that you may want to go back and listen to. Maybe some episodes you hadn't really listened to because the maybe the title doesn't sound all that good. It wasn't very enticing. I'm working on that, by the way. But uh, so that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to recap season three. And just to kind of start off, we started off with a bang, I think. we. Uh, it was 2017, brand new year. Uh, everybody was brand new and exciting. So that was a pretty popular episode. Um, and we're going to start this thing off right uh, was the title of that episode. And basically what we really did is kind of gave you a preface of what was to come for season three, which led us to the next episode. Uh, well, actually, the next series of episodes was a great bonus uh, series that we did for, uh, from a good friend of mine, a mentor, and a multimillionaire, Mr. David Emanitier. And he talked about setting goals, right? And we, I see it all the time that so many people attempt to set goals, but they do it the wrong way, basically. They don't have the right parameters set up. They don't have the right mindset set up. They don't have those things to help them make the goals inevitable. And uh, Mr. Emanitier lays that out in that series. You can go back and listen to that series. I also have it in your uh, Misfit members area for those of you who 
uh, want to go in there and check it out that way. Uh, it's all laid out there for you. You can take notes. You can make comments. You can ask questions about any, any of the stuff that you hear within the Misfits members area. Uh, but that is a crucial one. If you have a, t- a, a hard time achieving your goals, go back and listen to those three episodes. Those three, it's actually not even episodes. Those are actually a training that he did that you had to pay for or be part of his exclusive uh, insider group to even listen to. So he was very gracious in allowing us, allowing me to uh, put that out for you. And it's going to be there until he says I could take. I have to take it down. So go take advantage of that. And not only just listen to it, but implement. Put your pad and your pen. Get it on. Get all that stuff on paper. Get all your goals set up, uh, and make sure you jump on that. So that was. Uh, I thought that was uh, huge, huge, huge for me. Anyway, when you talk about setting goals and getting things done, uh, you have a hard time doing that. Go back and listen to that episode or those series of episodes. And then after that, we went ahead and we kept going, and we started with. Uh, I think it was episode, what number was it? I lose track of all these things. Episode number 42, I believe it was. And we talked about uh, how you need to stop budgeting. This by far was the most popular episode of the season. And I think for obvious reasons, right? Because, you know, you got a money guy talking about how you need to stop budgeting, right? So, of course, a lot of people clicked on that, listened to that. And I got a lot of feedback from that episode. But what do I mean by stop budgeting? Well, I want you to stop budgeting because for the most part, you're doing it wrong, right? Uh, if you are using, let me put it this way. If you are checking your checking account to see if you can afford something, you're doing it wrong, right? If you're using this month's money to pay for this month's bills, you're doing it wrong, right? And it's not your fault. It's just the way we've kind of either done it by default or been taught by somebody else. Uh, and so that's what we talked about there. We talked about the 10 biggest mistakes that we make when we're trying to budget, right? Uh, and how we think we're budgeting when we're really not. Because a lot of times when we're budgeting, all we're doing is writing down our bills, right? <laughs> that's it. That's not budgeting, right? The other part we try to do is when we think we're doing it right is we track our spending. That's not budgeting. That's just tracking your spending. Right. So what if you found out you spent this much money on this particular subject? The money's already been spent. So what? What do you do now? You say, oh, maybe I don't want to spend that much next year or next month. How do you help yourself not do that? And that's what I want to talk about. So so many times we write down what we want to spend and and that's not necessarily budgeting. That's forecasting. Right. And we're forecasting. We're trying to make decisions based on our if come, not our income. Right. So you're saying, oh, I if this comes in, then I'll do this. But if it ain't come in, then what? Right. What's the game plan? What's the secondary plan? So that's why we started off. I think with a bang because that stop budging for me was probably one of the most crucial episodes we did, which was also the catalyst of why we started doing the boot camps. Uh, that show, I think, is when we announced uh, the boot camps and everybody who went through the boot camps saw that how we do our particular uh, our particular way of doing money here in, in our household with me and my wife and how we don't necessarily uh, forecast and budget that way. We have a system that helps people. Uh, get their money right in a seamless way and helps you avoid those uh, overdrafts and those arguments of fights and those gotcha bills that get you all the time. We talked about gotcha bills in season two, so you can go back and listen to that. 
But I think that's why this was one of the most popular episodes of the season. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it because I really want you to stop budgeting, especially if you're doing it wrong. And 99% of the people I talk to are doing it wrong or I hate to say wrong. Wrong is such a strong word, but, you know, I got strong opinions sometimes. So we're just going to roll with that. Right. So go back and listen to that. That was episode number 42. And don't worry about it. I'm going to put the links to all these episodes in the show notes of today's podcast. So to go over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash 53, or you can just click the description box in whatever podcast player you're listening to right there on your phone. It'll take you straight to that site, or you can take you straight to the, you can see all the links and stuff right there, right there in that podcast player for you. So that's why I have it like that. So you don't necessarily have to go out of your podcast player or memorize our website to head over there and listen to it. So then in episode number 43, we went into the uh, the heartbreaking cost of being average. Uh, I actually offended some people on this one, but I hope you could hear my heart on that because uh, the truth is being average is no longer the safe place to be, right? We put some links to some episodes and some shows uh, that, that was on uh, like 2020 and things like that, uh, how the average American is being squeezed out of all, the, all of our money, right? Uh, how we are being uh, used, abused, especially as employees, uh, the the W-2 employees, uh, those of us who don't also have a side job to take advantage of taxes and things like that. Uh, you look at the retirement crisis in this country right now and the whole game plan or idea of retirement as it, as it, as it stands is a terrible idea. If you listen to this show for any amount of time, you know how I feel about retirement. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world to, to try to work your entire healthy lives to someday get old and hopefully you uh, saved enough money and then you try to live off of that money and hope that you die before you run out of that money, right? And it's so silly to me that you try to wait until an old age to do the things you want to do in life. It doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense, not because I just say so. It doesn't make any sense because we see the evidence of it, right? We have our parents who are at retirement age. We see people who have retired, right? Uh, And they still have to figure out what they are going to do with their lives. So why not figure out what you want to do with your life today and start working on a game plan and start living that life in the next five years, maybe the next 10 years, not the next 20, 30, 40 years, uh, of your waiting of your life so you can live the life that you've always wanted to live. Do it now while you have the health, while you have the energy. Um, I'm not one of those people that, you know, are saying that you should not save for retirement. But my idea of retirement is completely changed. Right. I used to believe that I would uh, save enough money, maybe have a pension, maybe depend on Social Security, maybe save a million or two million dollars in the bank. And then I'll go travel the world. Right. That's no longer my game plan. My game plan is to travel the world now. My game plan is to cash flow my wealth today. Start it right now. Do the things I want to do, which is part of the reason why I started this podcast, because now I want to get some friends who want to do the same thing so we can go see the world now in our 30s and in our 40s and in our 50s, not in our 60s. And I mean, I still want to do it in our 60s and 70s and 80s and all that good stuff. But the truth is, the numbers and how they planned retirement back in the day when people retired at 65, well, they were only living to like 70, 
right? We're not living to 70 anymore. We're living a whole lo- a whole lot longer past 70. We're healthier at 50. We're healthier at 60. We're even healthier at 70. And we're going to be even more healthier than uh, more healthier. That don't even make any sense. We'll be healthier <laughs> than our parents are today. Right. Because we're taking care of our bodies. We're more conscious of things to come uh, of the food that we put in our body and all that good stuff. So uh, that's how I feel about retirement. Uh, hopefully I'm not. Uh, hopefully I didn't get too um, too vague about that. But anyway, so uh, that was episode number 43. We talked about the heartbreaking cost of being average. And I put some 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 facts and figures in there and some links, like I said, to like a 2020 episode where they talked about uh, the average American. And if you want to stay average, that's what you get. Right. The good news is you listen to this podcast. You're not the average person. So I ain't got to worry about you. Uh, trying to figure out how to eat, uh, how to prepare ramen noodles and dog food in your retirement ages because we're not going down that road. So let's go on to episode number 44, the four specific elements of financial intelligence. Now, this was uh, doesn't sound like a very sexy episode, right, uh, <laughs> at all. But this was a good one because I think it laid out the truth behind uh, financial literacy. Because a lot of times we believe that financial literacy is what we're missing, especially in our community. And it's not necessarily financial literacy, right? Because financial literacy is just understanding the definitions of things. But that don't mean you. that's how you apply things. So you can know what a stock is. You can know what an option is. You can know what a put is. You can know what a 401k is. You can know what a 529 plan is. You can know all these things when it comes to financial literacy. But do you know how to apply it to your life? Right. Financial literacy is just just the beginning stage. It's just just the start of it. Right. Uh, We also talked about the difference between it and education and then it and how you apply these things in your real life. Right. Like so those are very important that we understand that that we don't stop there. We feel like because we know a word, we know a topic that it stops there. You got to get you got to go further. You got to go past. It. You got to put it into practice with actual training. Right. Uh, that's uh, we talked about the boot camp and we talked about budgeting. Right. When we went through the boot camp, that was training because now we want to give you a specific role on how to manage your money, how to actually do it. You may know what budgeting is in a sense, right? Or at least what big banks and broke people taught you what budgeting is. But if you don't actually get specific training on it, then a lot of times, here's one of the things I learned. Being in the fire department that... (laughs) Uh, You may learn what to do, but if you don't learn what not to do, you will get burned. That's the same thing in life. People can tell you what to do, but sometimes they don't tell you what not to do. If you don't understand what not to do, you can spend your whole life doing the wrong things, thinking you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. So uh, go back to that episode number 43. Make sure you listen to that so you understand those four phases of financial intelligence So we make sure that we are never bamboozled again. Make sure that we're not behind the eight ball. Make sure that nobody can take advantage of us because we really understand, Okay, where's the money coming from? Where's the education coming from? How to apply these things to our real lives and how to take full advantage of that. So uh, make sure you go back and listen. That also made a reference to Dame Dash going off on the Breakfast Club and, and put a link to that in the show notes as well, because it was very uh, it was very it was relative to the to the episode. All right. So now we move on to episode number forty five. Uh, wait, 
what were we, 43 or 45? No, that was episode 43, right? Episode EP 43, the financial intelligence. Look, I can't even get my stuff together. Because cost of being average was episode number 43. Uh, Four elements of financial intelligence was episode number 44. And then we went to episode number 45, is what to do with that fat tax refund. Uh, this was a favorite of mine, too. And actually, this was the second most popular episode of the season uh, because it was refund season, right? Tax season's coming around. So everybody's like, what can I do with that tax refund? And I talked about the seven perfect things you can do with that refund. And we also talked about the uh, introduced the LMI certified is what I call living on last month's income. LMI, living on last month's income is probably one of the most powerful things that me and my wife did when it came to our uh, our finances because we were no longer living on the edge we were no longer timing our paychecks with our bills in fact once we got LMI certified our bills were a thing of the past it was something that now like today we handle our finances at the beginning of the month or maybe at the end of the previous month but all bills are paid once we sit down and do this thing this one time we don't actually go out and actually pay them. They're already set up on auto pay and stuff like that. But we review our bills. You see what's coming up. See, OK, this is what the electricity bill is going to be. Uh, this is what the water bill. This is what the car notes. This is what the mortgage is. You know, yada, yada, yada. We talk about those things and all of our stuff gets paid up front before the month even starts. So when we're going through the month, we're not worried about what, what day our bill comes in. We don't have like a calendar or we don't have a checklist. We don't sit down every single week and and write checks and and you know get online and pay our bills. That takes a lot of energy and takes up a lot of time. And I talk about this a lot when I talk about financial decision fatigue. Right? It wears you down when you got to make so many financial decisions and when you got to think about money so much, especially when it's not fun, when it's a chore to pay bills. It's a chore to pay bills. So we try to eliminate those type of things out of our lives as much as possible. And one of the biggest things that helped us do that was getting LMI certified and that's living on last month's income. And this is just a stage that we, uh, we've kind of coined to kind of gamify this whole thing about money. Uh, and we teach that as as well in the boot camps. Um, and, uh, so that was a whole lot of fun. So we also talked about the purpose of money, right? So that'll help you get a good idea of some of the things that you can do with your tax refund. And this is just not even just tax refunds. Anytime you get money in your house, you may want to go over these seven things. Uh, If you have things that are costing you money, get rid of it. If you got an oil leak that costs you money, you got a car that's burning oil or something like that. I've been there. I've had the hoopties. uh, So I already know what it's like. You got to put oil in it like every week. Go ahead and get that fixed when you get a a large lump sum of money. If you got a credit card that is uh, charging you interest on top of interest and it's costing you a bunch of money when you get a a fat refund like that or any type of uh, lump sum of money you know knock that down get rid of that interest that's uh, rolling over on you and that's costing you a bunch of money very simple and practical things like that that we talked about in that episode so go in there and go back and check that out that is episode uh, number 45 what to do with a fat tax refund and then we hit February, right? And in February, we, it was Black History Month, and we talked about black history and black people and money and as it relates to us uh, in that particular. Now, these uh, series of episodes rubbed some people the wrong way because they couldn't relate. We have a very diverse 
uh, uh, listening audience. And I appreciate that. And I love all of you, especially it's crazy when I realize that people are listening in Canada. So shout out to all my, my people in Canada and uh, in, in Africa and in South America, uh, all over the globe. We got people listening to this. So it was very interesting to see that. But anyway, so we talked about uh, it was Black History Month. So we started off with the black history of black money. And this was more of an insight of where we've come from, some of the struggles that we've had in this country, uh, the the cost of slavery, the cost of, of ignorance, the cost of Jim Crow laws. Um, we talked about the Freedmen's Bank and even how uh, presidents in the past knew that, look, if we were to be fully free, that we need to have finances and we need to have uh, banking and we need to have a place to put our money. We need to have uh, we need to have land. We need to have uh uh, livestock, things like that. They knew that we needed to have that to really, truly be free. And that's one of the things that I, I love to talk about now, especially with the over the last several years with the Black Lives Matter movement uh, and the, the brutality that's coming up to the surface and the, the mass incarceration uh, that's been going on for decades. It's not new. It's just the media is just starting to pick it up because it was hot and it was popular. But a lot of times we are uh we are disadvantaged because we don't have our money right. We're not aware of the power that finances could have, not only in protecting yourself, right, if you need to lawyer up or if you need to uh, secure your home, things like that. Not just in those areas uh, that are, you know, obvious, but even in the areas of politics, right? Uh, if you don't if you don't have a financial economic financial base, you don't have any political power, right? Because in politics in this country, it's about influence. And having money can give you influence, but we're so distracted with our own personal finances, it's difficult for us to even see past our personal finances to even get involved in a meaningful way in any of the things that we believe in, right? In the, in the movements of our time. So uh, we talked a lot about that. We talked about uh, black, black wall street, right? And how we've had black wall streets throughout this country, not just in Oklahoma, uh, but throughout the country. But we also talked about uh, those times we had those that they were, you know, cities and these, these towns were burnt down and they were uh, victims of just evil, we talk about blatant racism, racism and, you know, mental disorders, what I call it, of uh, our white counterparts uh, in this country in that time period. So we talked a lot about that. We dug into that and even talked. Uh, there was a great speech um, that I played in there by Dr. Martin Luther King that a lot of people don't understand and don't know about. Dr. Martin Luther King talked a lot about money. In fact, he talked so much about money towards the end of his life. I truly believe that's why they took him out. Because once he started talking about economic inclusion, uh, he started really being the enemy of the state. Uh, and that's when they assassinated him at that point, because they understood that, look, if these people get hold of uh, this eco economics thing, this economic inclusion things that they may have some trouble on their hands. They don't want to admit to uh, so the government did not want to admit to a lot of the things that they did in the past. Uh, so they they hushed them up real quick when they did that. So that was a controversial episode. I got some feet, some flack on that, but uh, it's a it's an honest episode. And I think we, everybody needs to go back and listen to that and really understand uh, where we've come from as a country and how it relates to the black people in this country today. And then we went on to talk about the guide to black wealth with uh, Mr. Kamari Ellis. Mr. Kamari Ellis is a, a, a tax advisor, an investment advisor. 
when it comes to the market, when it comes to understanding the market, when it comes to investing your money in that manner, he's the go-to guy. Uh, I'm not a big fan of putting your money in the market, closing your eyes and hoping things work out for you, right? I'm a big fan of educating yourself about the, the businesses and companies that you're deciding to invest your money with, right? Because remember, when you put your money in a stock market, you're giving this company some money to operate, right? So you need to be aware of how they operate, why they're operating, what their goals are, whether or not they're actually profitable, whether or not they're actually going to pay you dividends, or you're just in this thing for a value buy, right? Uh, or you in kind of this hope and pray type of stock in- investment. So uh, we talked about uh, a little bit about stock investment, but mainly we talked about one of his his popular, popular um, articles that he did on the guide to black wealth. And it went through and gave steps on what the black community can do to make sure that uh, they build wealth, that we build wealth. And one of the very first things he said was build a wealth mindset uh, and have an abundance mindset. And that spoke to me so much because it's something I've been preaching a long time. For some reason, we've been believing that money is a very rare and scarce and uh, that in order to get it, you got to take it from somebody else. And that's just just not true. And because we've had that mentality, we've tried to hold on to money, hoard money, and we end up losing it. But once we understand that there is an abundance out there for us, then we can partner up with each other. We can build businesses together. But when we have that mentality of there's not enough for everybody, that's when we stab each other in the back. That's where the whole crab in a, in a bucket uh, mindset comes from. We take from each other. We don't understand that. But uh, I'll, I'll put a link to the show notes where well, there's a link to the show notes in those show notes to that article. So go check it out. And better yet, go check out that episode because there's a whole lot of things that I didn't know about, like how the GI Bill helped build uh, middle class America or the white middle class America that we know of as today. Uh, and so go and check that out. The Guide to Black Wealth with Mr. Kamari Ellis. And then probably one of my uh, my funnest episodes with my boys from the University College. Uh, came over. They have an amazing podcast entitled The University College. So make sure you go listen to that and, and subscribe to their uh, podcast. But we talked about uh, why the missions of HBCUs uh, can no longer be the same. And even if they are, uh, and if you don't know, HBCU stands for Historically Black Colleges and Universities. And we talked about whether or not they're even relevant anymore to th- this day. Uh, we talked about how high income earners uh, who graduate with master's degrees and, and uh, uh, upper, um, what do you call it? Those upper echelon degrees that give you high income, how even high income earners, because both of the brothers that were on here were are high income earners, even how they can have uh, financial problems as well. Uh, we talked about the backlash of black privilege. Uh, we talked about the different cultural experiences when it comes to people of color and HBCUs. Uh, We we talked about uh, Trump's plans for funding HBCUs. So this was a very informative, but also a lot of fun. It was a fun episode to do. So make sure you go and check that out. And then we uh, had the juggernaut, Mr. Jay Jones of the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint, (laughs) the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint uh, podcast with Mr. Jay Jones. Uh, He has an insanely popular podcast. Uh, and he was gracious enough to come on and allow us to interview him about entrepreneurship, because when it comes to entrepreneurship, this man knows the things of two, because even to this day, he has 
multiple businesses that he gets uh, his income from. So we talked about that, how he makes his money. We talked about some things that maybe he uh, used to believe about money that he no longer believes about money. Uh, he talked about even some, if, if you feel like what if you feel like entrepreneurship is not for you. We talked about what you can do if you feel like entrepreneurship is not for you. So that was a whole that was a big deal right there. Uh, he talked about some free and inexpensive ways to build a business around your passion. Uh, and he even talked about the uh, his his big deals, the difference between knowledge uh, versus know how. Uh, and that's a big deal. And that's kind of uh relates to what we we're talking about earlier with the four financial intelligence four phases of financial intelligence so a lot of times people get into financial literacy and they think that that knowledge is what they need but what you really need is the training you really need the application aka the know-how and he talks about how to properly do that uh as an entrepreneur so make sure you go check that out that was probably our longest episode ever but it was probably packed with more information than any episode that we've ever done. So it's one of those you want to go back and listen to uh, and take notes, especially if you have visions of being uh, an entrepreneur, which you know how I feel about that anyway, (laughs) right? So uh, then after that, that wrapped up Black History Month, right? So those are the four episodes that uh, encompass Black History Month, which was a lot of fun. And I think a lot of people got a lot out of it. Uh, So that was good. And then we went on how to stay woke with your money. And this was more an episode about a longevity, right? We talked about the five different ways you can stay woke with your money. We also came back to something I talk about a lot is how many sides to a coin there is, right? So a lot of people say there's two sides to a coin. Well, I talk about there's actually three sides to a coin and how we want to make sure we stay on the edge of that coin. There's the heads, the tails, and then there's the ridge. And we always want to make sure we're standing on a ridge and looking at both sides of every situation so we're not blinded, right? So we don't get into the trouble of having this group think, right? Because I'm a Democrat or because I'm a Republican, I got to think like a Republican. Because I'm a Democrat, I got to think like a Democrat. No, 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 no. We let them do that. We let them fight it out one way or the other, but we make sure we're always looking at both sides to make sure we can see the truth for what it is, right? So we talk about that. Uh, And also, I think at that time, uh, this was the episode. This is our one year anniversary episode too, because this is uh, it was a big deal for us. So we started this podcast March first of two thousand and sixteen, and this one was like somewhere around March first of this year, uh, and that was a uh, so our one year anniversary, and which also we hit fifty thousand downloads for the podcast. So I just completely just grateful and blown away by that fifty thousand downloads. That's nuts to me, uh, but I appreciate all the support that y'all have given us. And then to wrap up, we talked about the last two episodes. We talked about uh, what you could do if you just feel like you just can't get right. It's, you know, you get into that place where you're like, I know what I need to do, but for some reason I just don't do it. So we talked about some of the things you could do to, well, one, why that is the case and the things that you could do to uh, make sure you go with your natural tendencies to get things done. For you, And then last episode, we talked about how the recession is coming and what you can do to prepare and protect yourself because the recession is coming. It's coming uh, because they always do. So that is season number three. I thought it was our best season yet. Now, don't get me wrong. 
I love season number one because that started it all off, but I was a little rusty. I'm still learning, getting this thing together. Season number two was a lot, is much more different than season number three, uh, one as well. And we talked about a lot of good stuff in season number two. But season number three, I think uh, we kind of hit our stride and had some really good episodes this season. I don't think any episode this season was a dud. It wasn't one of those, um, there was no filler episodes, I believe. I think everybody learned something in every single episode, and I enjoyed bringing them to you. This was also the season where we introduced the the boot camps. The boot camps was a, were a ton of fun, and we're going to do more in the future, but I think what we're going to try to do is break them up, right? So now we're going to get a transition of what to expect coming in the future. So those of you who don't know, uh, at the end of every season, we take a month off. Me and my wife, we like to work uh, our lives, so to speak, in 90-day blitzes. And this comes from our past network marketing days where they talk about the 90-day blitz. And the idea is that you can do anything for 90 days, right? Uh, and it also helps with procrastination because I am a recovering procrastinator. And when I set goals, if I set goals on a yearly basis or a five-year basis or a 10-year basis, the way my brain works is I will wait to the very end of the year to really get my butt in gear. So although I do set yearly goals, I break them up in 90 day increments. What do I need to get done in the next 90 days so I can focus? And so what we do is we try to work for 90 days. And then at the end of those 90 days, we take 30 days off to reflect and plan to see how we're doing, see how we're uh, and what we want to do moving forward. So that's what we're going to do. So there won't be any new episodes over the next 30 days. So you want to make sure you are subscribed to the web to the podcast. So when we start launching new episodes that you'll be able to get the notifications for that. Uh, in the past, what we did was we would uh, replay some of our past episodes. I think we're not going to do that this time. We're just going to leave it as as it is and just kind of go quiet uh, for that month. We'll still be active on Facebook and, and Instagram. You can email me and all that good stuff. So uh, I won't be completely like untouchable, unreachable. But that's what we do. And that's kind of what we how we think about through our uh, through our year, how we plan things out. And then, of course, we'll come back with season number four. We'll blitz that out for about, I think it's going to be 12 to 14 episodes for season number four. And then again in August, we'll take that time off, which works out for us because it's also back to school time, all that good stuff. And then we do it again for 90 days. And in December, we take that month off because, you know, it's, you know, it's that 90 days is over. And plus, it's Christmas holiday. It's getting ready for the new year, all that good stuff. So it just works out for us. And maybe you may want to adopt that. I think it's a good plan. So uh, if you have any questions about that, of course, you can hit me up and ask me about that. But so moving forward, uh, we got more and more plans. Uh, We are revamping the Misfit members area. We've been kind of putting that off for a long time. uh, So you're going to start seeing that. We're thinking about bringing in interviews or not interviews, but video because uh, I've had a few people ask about that. And it's crazy because a lot of people still don't know what a podcast is. So we want to expand our reach a little bit more. And one of the reasons why we started the boot camps uh, was to kind of have the have the podcast evolve to where it's more of training, more of education and get more hands on. So you can really start applying these things and seeing how we're doing that. So we want to do more of that in the future and more courses uh, but we also want to get into more video because I think video may reach people a little bit better than podcasts. I love podcasts because I can listen to them because I'm a busy person. I'm a parent. You know, I'm, I'm a husband. 
uh, all that good stuff, right? So podcasts are great because I can listen to them while I'm doing other things. Uh, so now we want to kind of take this to the next level. So when you do have some time to watch video, then you'll have some video and some things that you can visually see because I'm also a visual learner, learner as well. Uh, I do love podcasts, but I'm a visual learner. So we're going to introduce some of that. Again, we're going to uh, revamp, maybe even have a change to the website a little bit. I won't make any promises on that because we're kind of still in the design phase of that. I like the website as it is, so it's not necessarily an urgent thing. Uh, but we will be revamping the Misfit members areas. It's going to be more there for you. We're going to be redoing the roadmap uh, and maybe adding some new things in there. Uh, and so make sure you're on the email list. And if not, you can get on it uh, at the end of the next season. But there'll be some bonuses and stuff for those of you who are already riding with me on that. So uh, that's what we got planned. And then there'll be more interviews uh, next season because I think uh, we had some pretty good feedback from the interviews. And our podcast grew and got more reach, uh, I, I believe, with having uh, more guests on and getting other people's perspectives. I know you like hearing from me, right? You love me so much. But I, uh, uh, we got some good feedback from people who enjoyed those interviews. Uh, so that's what we got planned up. So, look, go back and check out the, the episodes that you missed. Or just go back and listen to them all, you know, and the ones that resonate with you, listen to them again and again and again and again and again, because that's how you learn. Right. That repetitious information is how we learn. And that stuff sinks in. So with that being said, that is the recap for season number three. Look, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for riding with me. This has been uh, a, a ton of fun. I mean, we blew past 50,000 downloads and we used to get maybe, you know, 500 downloads a week. Now we're up to the couple of thousand a week. So this thing is growing faster and faster. So I appreciate you. And that's all because of you sharing this out and, and sharing this with your friends and telling people about it. Man, I am super grateful. I love to see the shares on Facebook. I love to get the email. So make sure you continue to do that. And if you haven't, if you don't mind, take a moment to head over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review for the podcast. Um, the more reviews we have, the more uh, iTunes and Stitcher kind of puts us out there to shows us to other audiences. so Other people can hear what we're doing. Right. So if you've gained anything from the podcast, if you have anything nice to say or anything bad to say, let us know in the review sections on whatever podcast player you're listening to. Is it iTunes? Is it Stitcher? Overdrive or whatever, Overcast or whatever that is. Uh, do us a favor and leave us a review. That would be extremely helpful. So, with that being said, I got nothing else, right? So, let's do it. Again, thank you so much for listening. I truly do appreciate it. <laughs> I do. And I love you. God bless. And P.S. And P.S.